people love boxes. I mean, put you in a box that you are a belly dancer. No, you are a jazz dancer. No, you are a burlet dancer. Oh, wait, what you are now? Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with belly dance, welcome to the Belly Dance Live podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of belly dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello everyone, what's up? How are you doing? I'm ready for another dose of belly dance inspiration and talks. I'm very excited about today's episode, but also I want to share with you very quickly super exciting news because you probably heard about Yana Dance Club a lot already and about my weekly trainings there and online community, which is really different from many uh, existing online platforms, uh, but I also want to share awesome news that now we have added a couple of online courses that are also available for members along with technique drills and choreographies, which already are the part, the core part of uh, and idea of Yana Dance Club. But now all members have access to my uh, course, one hour course, The Art of Ballet Dance Choreography, where we um, talk with a historian and musician, Dr. George Sava, about the theory and history and structure of Moshe Hatsu songs on the example of Lama Bada Yathatana and then I give my my uh, choreographic interpretation of the song so not only teaching choreography but also explaining why did this or that choreographic uh, choices and how they uh, talk to the music sections that we discussed in sort of like a theory part together with Dr. Chuchisawa. And also, in addition to them, uh, that all uh, members of pro and VIP plans at Yana Dance Club also have access to two other courses. One is Ballad Dance Rhythms in uh, collaboration with a musician, drummer Pedro Bonato. It's a five-hour course about 21 uh, rhythms that are structured in five uh, different classes and another course is Turkish Romani dance technique that actually was my uh, very first full course also five hours also structured in five uh, in a form of five classes where I take you from literally zero the basics of Turkish Romani dance technique to quite a solid understanding of uh, dance movements and combinations and dance gestures. So I'm really excited about this addition to Yana Dance Club and I'm also so excited about the energy that we are having there together with our members and all the work that we are doing right now. I can't believe it's already a month uh, like this uh, platform exists and what a great community we gather there. So if you're interested in checking it out, go to Yana Dance club.com it's yanadanceclub.com i'll also include link in the show notes and i can't wait to see you joining us and by the way you also can try uh yanadance club first week for free we have a, a free trial seven days on any plan so you can just uh, uh check there if it's for you then you stay if it's not it's fine we'll be sad but uh i'm sure we'll see you <laughs> see you somewhere back at some point in online space 
Now, with the same excitement, I would love to introduce to you our beautiful uh, guest uh, today. It's uh, Kathleen Schaefer. And, oh my God, this is such an extraordinary artist. She is a ballet dancer. She is a burlesque dancer. She is a jazz dancer. And uh, she is a fusion dancer. <laughs> so many definitions. By the way, I read in her website uh, that she wrote if she had to define her style, she would call it oriental jazz. <laughs> That's uh, quite an interesting interpretation, but it's such an also interesting artistic path and arch that she took on her dance journey, because not many of you may know uh, her, that her story, that she actually, uh, at some point, she came second at the Ahl Wasahlan World Competition in Egypt, and she was really into traditional Egyptian style. So we talk about about that during the interview a lot also as well as uh, this transition from being fully dedicated to traditional style and folklore to go and going into a fusion and really experimental style and now even exploring dance even even further and uh, all the um, freedom that comes with it but also all the struggles that comes with it as well so i'm very excited uh, for you to listen to this conversation it will definitely challenge your understanding of the art and dance and ballet dance so uh, keep that in mind, uh, get ready and be open-minded, uh, but also I'm absolutely sure it will inspire and motivate a lot of you to just follow your soul and whatever you feel, you, whichever direction you want to, to go and explore. It's very liberating and very inspiring conversation. So, here we are. Jelena's beauty and power is actively engaged in sharing the art of ballet dance with dancers of all ages, backgrounds and abilities. Through youth scholarship programs, weekly dance classes and engagement activities while on tour, Jelena and her team connect with at-risk young women and young dancers around the world. To learn more about the BD Empower project, visit BalladanceEvolution.com or follow hashtag BD Empower. Link in the show notes. Hello, dear Kathleen. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and I'm really so happy to talk to you today. <laughs> thank you very much for your call and your invitation. It's a really honor to me to talk to you after so many beautiful artists you talked before. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad that we are now adding one more beautiful conversation. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure it's going to be really, really amazing. Um, I have a couple of sort of traditional questions that I really like to ask our guests. Mm -hmm. And to start our conversation, I want to ask you, do you remember your very first ballet dance class? And maybe there are some images or thoughts or feelings from that first class that still uh, stuck with you uh, until today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, of course. I started my uh, ballet dance uh, classes in Budapest. And uh, at the age of 18, and before that times, I was only in Bali and jazz classes. So it was totally different to me when I arrived to even the, the classroom was so different than, uh, than you know, a very simple uh, bar or ballet classroom. It was full with beautiful Middle Eastern art around on the wall and colors and they wait for us with a tea so it was more like not just a dance class but um, 
a community of of beautiful ladies and yes it's it's rememberable all all the time <laughs> mm. to me it touched me the femininity of these mu- movements and the softness and uh, it was so different that any any kind of movements that i learned before <laughs> so i was dedicated to to learn more and more about this art form mm. Today you are uh, very known for, uh, I would uh, kind of say, like experimental <laughs> dance style, belly dance style. But uh, I'm pretty sure not many people or uh, not all people really know that in the beginning uh, when you fell in love with belly dance, you actually were really into traditional Egyptian style. So can you <laughs> tell a little bit about that uh, period of your dance journey? <laughs> Yeah, it's so exciting, right? You see a, a burlesque dancer who was very into Saidi and Dabka before. It, it's like <laughs> hard to imagine. But yes, this is how I started. I really, really fall in love with the folkloric style. And we had a professional group in Hungary. Uh, we made four teachers uh, as a group ourselves, like a theatrical group. Uh, started to work with Nieto Mercedes and Amira and Shaba. Four of us, we were the Art of Orient. And every each of us had different style to, to teach and perform. And I was the folkloric girl. And um, uh, <laughs> when I started this... Uh, love in my life to into the Middle Eastern folklore. Uh, I was about like 20 and my very first teacher who who really made me fall in love to, to these movements and rhythms and power of folkloric dances was uh, Magdi Alesi in Egypt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, um, how can I say, uh, impressive to see how he mixes the classical Bali steps with the with the traditional folklore and um, I also invited him many many times to Hungary to teach uh, my girls and my colleagues in here Mm. And you also uh, traveled a lot to Egypt. You even mm-hmm. participated in famous uh, festivals, Ahan Wasahan, and uh, got <laughs> got awards there. So you really got deep, not onto in, in only into learning folklore, but actually pers- um, pursuing this uh, uh, digging deep in the traditional Egyptian style and going to festivals and competitions. Yes, yes, I loved it uh, very much to travel. I, at that time, I traveled a lot to Egypt to, to learn and develop and, yes, inspired. <laughs> What uh, pushed you to sort of um, start adding some experimental or fusion or whatever we, we can call this, but adding something different in you and borrowing from different dance styles into your belly dancing like you were so much in love with the traditional mm. uh, way of belly dancing what where was that switch of um trying to want to experiment and add something else there uh-huh okay this topic it's kind of a sensitive one but um i would love to love to tell you the story mm-hmm. of it um Yes, I was very much into the to the traditional way of dancing and also 
had the the classic jobs with with uh, with the Egyptian life orchestra in Vienna every weekend. You know, I I started to live the classical belly dancer life, but. Um, <clears throat> First of all, I had a background with jazz that I really loved all the time. And maybe this was also one of the things that came back into my needs that I wanted to use more in more different steps that the the traditional dance um, uh, taught to me. And also because... Um, hmm, um, Consciousness and growth spiritually. Um, I was very young when I started to dance, and um, I was so dedicated and fan of this uh, dance form and the Middle Eastern culture in general that sometimes I didn't recognize that um, these dance forms sometimes can be, how can I say, not equal. Uh, not very respectful to myself in a way when you dance this to a Middle Eastern audience. Um, it's very different when you are dancing only as a foreigner dancer in your dance school than when you go and perform uh, to a Middle Eastern audience. It's I couldn't... Mm, feel the self-respect self respect and the self-love mm. uh, in this situation anymore because, okay, I'll tell you an example. I know many amazingly trained, beautiful dancers uh, grown up at the Russian ballet and went to Egypt with all the knowledge and all the little details and, and hard job she did for this dance form. And what was the, the fruit of this labor that the club owner asked her to look instead of respecting and developing the art of this dance? And it became more and more sexist to me. Mm. Um, to make it, um, not, um, for example, burlesque itself, it's... Um, it's also about the entertaining. It's kind of a even more sexist way of dance. But belly dance can is much more than this. Come on, you know the the moves, the the rhythms. All the different regions have different costumes and styles and meaning of the movements. And we hardly uh, learn this here in Europe or or USA or all over the world. We really dedicated and respecting uh, this art form. And when they go there into that country, sometimes I feel it's still a, a stigmatic dance form. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope it makes sense. And it was, it, I felt like it's a really hard fight and long time until everyone is going to respect in a way this belly dance form as it really deserves. There are many, many beautiful artists that I admire and uh, and they keep fighting for showing the world the artistic way of belly dance. But until many, many people keep emphasizing this entertaining part that may be sometimes even more vulgar than the original one, 
I feel like eh, when they ask me if I'm a belly dancer, I don't, I cannot say with a good heart that I am because in the people's mind, um, there is another image about belly dance than we belly dance artists are thinking about this art form. Mm. So that was more disappointment from more like environment rather than dance, uh, dance itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I kind of feel that someone may, may kind of ask or think like, okay, but if that's a situation which is unfortunately so common and uh, obvious to many dancers that there is such thing as uh, stereotypes and disrespect, uh, not only from general public that has nothing to do with ballet dance, but even in the countries mm-hmm. where this dance form is a part of tradition, yes. we still encounter yes. this. But someone may kind of ask a question, okay, by why not to just keep uh, like uh, teaching and uh, and uh, doing activities in your own school and still keeping this more traditional way of Egyptian dancing? Um, did you have any more like, inter- you kind of mentioned that you wanted to bring your jazz training somehow, mm-hmm. possibly, <laughs> uh, but... Um, <laughs> Along with this disappointment in the realities of uh, politics and uh, uh, prof- development of professional career, did you have mm. any, let's say, internal motivation just uh, in terms of uh, dance activity itself? Or was it more just because of this environment that kind of pushed you to, to think and explore some other, <laughs> other let's say, aspects of um, uh, creativity in dance? Yeah, it 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 is just my personality, I guess. If if I uh, if I fall in love with anything or anyone, I must love the every aspect of it. And when it it's not fully like um, in, I, I'm I cannot fully in love with something. I just cannot do it. <laughs> I mean, I love belly dance and, uh, and you know, belly dance taught me a lot about life, about myself. Belly dance made me travel the world and meet people that are lifetime friends of mine. And I will be all the time, I'm going to be all the time respectful and, and, and grateful for belly dance because it really gave me a lot. And I keep teaching belly dance. I mean, I didn't stop teaching belly dance, but I do it in my way. I, I love all the beautiful isolations and and all all the um, steps, combinations that I learned in belly dance. And I like to fusion it somehow into, into jazz. I just, I don't know. I don't know. After this experiences with me and my my colleagues and friends over there in in that country i just couldn't be that much dedicated anymore and i i i started to be more and more open to 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 jazz and also there was another um motivation um my my body and my muscles just um started to craving for a little harder training um more training not only for flexibility but i needed strength um i had some body issues some health issues that needed to to have a little stronger training in my life than just the belly dance and so it was like okay 
I let's start this because I really loved all the time the 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 jazz and jazzy style and um this is how it happened. <laughs> mm. Well, I actually on this point uh, wouldn't quite agree uh, with your uh, phrase that you uh, didn't feel you could could be still the same dedicated because you you still dedicated you dedicated to art <laughs> and you just tried to find your own voice that that was yes, fulfilling you as yes, an artist. Yes, yes, so. you're right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yes, thank you for it. yeah. My English, anyways, it's not so you know sophisticated like <laughs> but but yes it, it's not that i disappointed but uh but yeah i still respect the whole whole aspect of of this art form it was just some some not nice experience i i experienced <laughs> mm-hmm. So now in your teaching, you really take uh, ballet dance and explore it in, uh, I would say, quite unusual way. It's not that many teachers. You're not really even like doing it as a fusion or anything. It's just something completely else, but like still have that feeling of ballet dance, but at the same time have feeling of uh, uh, jazz and something even else. I actually noticed that you sometimes do really interesting themed classes. Like, for instance, you have a a nature dance uh, class uh, (laughs) doing teaching. What's that? Uh, Can can you tell a little bit, please? (laughs) Yeah, it's so hard to put me in a box in general that what I am (laughs) and what kind of style I teach, I know. So it's not, it's um, the nature dance. It came because I love nature, <laughs> obviously, and I love dance. And I wanted to um, somehow deliberate um, the girls uh, I'm working with and myself um, in a way that making the classes out of the dance room and um, back to the track to the to the Egyptian experiences I felt like uh, uh, girls in this dance community started to need more knowledge about themselves who I mean me also all the time I need to learn more and more about myself and and learn how to love and respect myself more and I felt like this content of the movements are sometimes missing so I see a beautiful dancer who who learned the movements and moves nicely but I can't see the the content herself her her beautiful self that is in the movements the feelings and the real um experiences or real life itself so that's why i it was in my mind that sometimes good for any dancer in any dance form to stop what she does all the time pull her head out of the typical day and bring her out to the nature and make her move, improvising with the with the live um, drum music, and and give her exercises that um, helping her finding the the way back to to the real herself. Because where naturally your body moves, it is you. But when you all the time just trying to following rules of any kind of dance form. You cannot really create your own very style. You know what I mean. So when you when when you start to move naturally, 
uh, where you want to move, and even ugly. It's not nicely, but you, you can move ugly sometimes, isn't it? Deliberately, <laughs> all the time. Just when you are dancer, you're just checking your movement. Is it nice? No, just forget it. Go out to the nature, move in a way as the drum and the percussion music and and the teacher and 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 the and the trees leads you and there you can experience more and more new movements that you were never thinking before so this was the idea of nature dance it's kind of inspiring to finding new and new spices in your your life in your in your movements <laughs> Well, and I guess it brings also a very important aspect of actually connecting to your body, not just uh, uh, rushing and racing after this new move or new trick, but actually feeling connected to uh, to what you actually feel in your body and why you move and where the movement initiates. So very interesting. Yeah, some exercises are very slow and you have even time to to experience the feeling of of the touch of, of the grass when you dance in barefoot it's also something else that you usually do and it's freedom <laughs> mm. uh, many dancers who start kind of experimenting with the art of ballet dance and oriental dance they often uh, kind of occur um, such comments uh, from other dancers that, oh, you're not doing ballet dance, you're not doing oriental dance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's not appropriate, not correct, etc. I don't know if you uh, experienced anything like that, but if uh, that happened, like how do you uh, deal or approach uh, this topic? Well, if you do it consciously and you don't want to call it belly dance and you just say that, yes, I'm not doing belly dance and that's it. So so if if you, you don't want to push your style or thing into a box that doesn't fit, it, it couldn't be a problem. So if you feel like you're not just styling the belly dance, but you do a different dance, you just tell it tell this to the people that yes it isn't belly dance anymore i think i think i can deal with this i mean i it was wasn't very a problem to me when i started to do fusion it was uh, very important to me to keep the rules of for example if you do fusion of two dances you should keep the roots of the both of the dances and you 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 need to know 100% of the two dances you want to fusion and um, I was also confused at the beginning that what is fusion and what is not and how how is it correct or not but I believe that when I for example the burlesque many times I use a burlesque music and I, I dance fully burlesque with it and then the 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 second part of the show is a drum solo or percussion music uh, that can be a little bit more belly dancey and uh, like this I didn't really fusion the the two styles because uh, uh, I dance correctly the music that it needs the kind of movement so but but it's really a hard question if 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 somebody is fusioning that. Uh, uh, if if she doesn't want it to be 
a different style dancer but staying a belly dancer it's like a slight line you should i don't know feel or or talk a lot um about other with other artists about which is the line that you shouldn't step out to keep still the style like you can call it belly dance or just styling mm. Yeah, I know it's a very sensitive also topic. There is like the not clear line there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know, when I was um, like very into belly dance, I remember sometimes when I did uh, splits, was some people had problem with it, that it isn't very belly dancey. And I was also confusing. But then later somebody showed me videos about old golden age belly dancers who did also the same on stage and um, <laughs> since then I don't know it's just hard when the people are trying to to judge you in general in life it it is always um, an answer about themselves I mean can you picture yourself to go to another dancer and telling her that what is bad or good I mean who you are to judge this right so and who am I I mean I mean we need to learn to to do not care much about um, judgment because a real artist can grow only if if she is able to follow their her inner call I know there are rules that that basically you should follow, but in in the in inside the rules, you can make your own styling and your own way of dancing and feeling with your own philosophy. Mm. It's all just self consciousness, I guess, that mm. helps the dancer. Well, I agree. And the reason why I kind of like try to dig <laughs> into this topic a little bit deeper because. Uh, uh, our belly dance world, uh, there is a beautiful element of support and mutual uh, um, praising and just feeling like supportive. But there is also other aspect of, uh, I don't know, having some... Uh, um, Competition? Not even competition, but uh, uh, aiming for conflict. Like there are some people who just like they wait. What is the reason to blame someone or accuse someone? And uh, like... Uh, there are a lot of dancers who are really afraid of not being understood in a certain way and they don't even go or speak out or uh, present what they really want to present in their art. That's why um, uh, I felt kind of like it would be really interesting to, to ask you about your opinion because you really stand out and doing uh, taking ownership of what you are doing and uh, uh, you're doing not in a traditional way how we call like would be in ballet dance because even uh i kind of feel like watching your performances it's not even a ballet dance fusion you feel ballet dance there clearly mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of like really it's yours it's different <laughs> and it's then pe- especially in the last years you know yes I know, I know yes. it's not ballet dance yeah 
but it still has that feeling. So some people may feel, oh, like she's changing belly dance. And like there are in other discussions, who is, who have rights to bring anything new to this art form? So <laughs> that's why I'm really glad that you're open to talk about it because for many people, it can be liberating just to hear that, uh, um, we just can have a discussion in different like approaches and opinions on how we, we approach this art form. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I, I never wanted to kill. Any, any art form or any rules or break too much rules so when I didn't do an original or tradition I mean traditional belly dance I never said to people that is going to be a traditional belly dance performance and um, it was sometimes confusing to the people because um, they people love boxes I mean put you in a box that you are a belly dancer no you are a jazz dancer no you are a burlet dancer oh wait what you are now <laughs> so when you have um, many many things inside it's hard um, to to engage the people uh, but also I think <clears throat> When you tell me that sometimes uh, people uh, or dancers can be judgmental with other dancers, what they do and what is traditional and why not. And so it's more important to to question first that why is it important to that lady to telling you what to do or why is it important for this lady to wanting to to define you instead of yourself so why is it that important to for people to to have a definition what you do why can can i just open their chest their eyes their ears and accept the art itself without without defining the art just watching and 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 open the heart chakra and and get what you can get from all the movements and music so so for for people who who really needs this kind of definitions and 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 rules and boxes sometimes it is because it is safe it is safe for them they afraid to leave the boxes or or break the rules it's safer to know what they see what is it it's all the time scary when you see something and you cannot define it and you don't know what is it exactly but you you don't really have to know all the time with your head you just should see with your heart sometimes and feel it and that's it and if it makes you smile for one minute it was worth it to create it, and that's it. Mm, this is such beautiful words. <laughs> Very inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and you're I'm just a free soul, and that's it. <laughs> well, and you're definitely the living proof of uh, like uh, just going after your soul call and your creativity uh, call, and uh, uh, just doing what you feel. Uh, is right for you specifically at any specific point. Uh, 
I also wanted to ask, uh, because you're one of the few dancers who are ballet dancers and burlesque dancers at the same time. And it's kind of, I guess, another hot topic, probably. It's another hot topic. Yeah. For years, it was very judgmental in the uh, American uh, blogs and, and uh, community. <laughs> because they were fighting years for for do not be mixed the belly dance with burlesque and then I came <laughs> and then I wanted to mix them again <laughs> yeah it it is I mean if you do anything uh, in an artistic way it cannot be something that um, how can I say making more cheap or or bad the 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 belly dance itself because burlesque and also belly dance can be danced artistically or can be danced vulgarly that's that's all we know and if you uh, keep yourself developing and learning and trying to give the best the best the best of yours uh, it cannot be cheesy or cheap or or bad more like inspiring and spicing up to uh, the belly dance itself or the burlesque itself because it's not not really burlesque what I do and not really belly dance with it what I do it's just I call it virgin burlesque you know like like without the alcohol <laughs> without the real nudity it's just like acting and and uh, and the burlesque theatrical way communication and 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 play <laughs> Mm. Well, but uh, we have so many stereotypes surrounding belly dance uh, that we are trying to fight against, but I can only imagine how hard for uh, so many people to accept burlesque as an art. Uh, it probably has even more uh, connotations and stereotypes than, than belly dance. Mm. Both of them are not using much of a textile on a body, I guess, and expressing femininity and and very exciting movements. Both of the 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 art forms are hot, up to my mm, mind. I mean, I I think so, and. Um, both of the belly dance and burlesque artists who really wants to pull out the most artistic um, way of this dance form um, are fighting about uh, stigmatizing and calling it sexist. And that's why it's hard, because you cannot measure uh, which dance form is more artsy and which one is more vulgar it's all depends on the performer or the artist itself herself mm. yeah as well as the point probably what is which art form is appropriate or not appropriate it also is very subjective and even if you can really say like we may not like or agree with anything but can you really say that this is not appropriate like it it's one of those rhetorical questions that uh Coming back to the idea, who are we really to to judge and assume something like that? Yeah, like nobody is judging uh, in the in the 
Metropolitan Museum if there are naked people at the exhibition and and uh, um, putting raw milk into each other's faces because the artists who made the exhibition wanted to express something through the nudity and through the human bodies, right? But so as it is uh, at the respectful place like a metropolitan museum or, or wherever a big museum, it is okay, it is art. We don't judge this because uh, we can we can put it in an artistic way because there are many 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 clever and smart people who, who made this uh, exhibition with a nice marketing. But only you see the artist herself performing something, you feel like. I mean, people sometimes can feel like they can judge if it's too much or, or not good or where is it goes. Yeah, who you are to judge people, right? Yeah, it's unfortunately common just sort of kind of in the culture because I'm even thinking about myself. I probably will be very... Uh, uh, not very approachable to accept like that kind of combination certain years ago is like oh like and be like also quick on judging oh this is appropriate this is not uh, and then with time with years you kind of start trying to to learn to instead of going right away into argument at least to see the thing and the value and uh, the artistic value of the thing and that's uh, at least like maybe not agree or you know like uh, do it yourself or anything like that but at least appreciate that it's also has place to be and it also has artistic uh, uh, value in it and whatever message is the person trying to, to do to deliver yeah it is really hard because this dance form is still in a life it still doesn't have like a strict rules. I mean, it has rules, a lot of rules like rhythm wise, costume wise, and um, um, different uh, country wise, you, you use different music. So kind of it has a rules, but still even the Egyptian artists are developing this dance form still. So until they cannot define what is belly dance itself, it's not like ballet. You have all the same plié, pointé, jeté exercises for hundreds of years. Uh, but belly dance isn't that. It's, it's, this is beautiful in that belly dance that it's still a living, growing art form. So you you don't need this kind of rules into your life to thinking and judging, and you just need to accept, accept each other. We are all, as I, as I like to call ourselves, it's like a dance sisterhood. We should just enjoy the dance itself instead of thinking over over it and, and judging each other. <laughs> this this word we use a lot, this judge. <laughs> judging. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> um, I try to find another word, but you know, it's, it's not my first language, the English, so it's hard to talk very sophisticatedly, sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Actually, uh, I kind of feel that I, I really cannot... Um, 
not touch another very important topic uh, that is currently happening because you had such an interesting arch from being uh, very much into traditional Egyptian style to later like uh, start fusing, um, doing experimental, uh, let's say, ballet dance, fusing with burlesque and, and going really, like, really a huge arch. And I kind of feel like now you're transitioning to another um, sort of uh, uh, stage, yes. a feeling <laughs> of dance, and also uh, becoming a um, uh, dancer mother. <laughs> so first of all, congratulations <laughs> with such a uh, addition and significant event in, in your life uh, as uh, having a, a, such adorable uh, baby girl. And uh, if you don't mind, can you please share as a dancer, what was your experience of um, pregnancy? And I know you actually were actively uh, teaching during that time. <laughs> Oh wow! Um, the 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 motherhood is really a beautiful thing uh, that changed me a lot. And uh, uh, but the first first happening in my life that pushed me more uh, into the modern and and healing kind of dance way was a, a health issue in my life. I have uh, two herniated discs that didn't let me to dance for three months. And in these three months, after lifetime of training, you have time to think. And I was thinking a lot and and trying to find all the answers, why it was happening and why is dance important to me and why am I dancing in general? So after that, I started to, to to teach more this nature dance kind of healing dance kind of um, dance line. And um, when my daughter, uh, I was pregnant with my daughter, it was still, I felt the same. I, I same good feeling. I was very active, as you said, and I really performing until the end of the pregnancy. But when she was born, it was, a really oh wow different it was a trans it's it still it's still I I'm still learning my new life because before she was born I never had a boss in my life and now I have the the sweetest cutest more beautiful uh, program director over my head <laughs> because he's the one who telling me that what time when what to do and uh for a free soul like me, <laughs> it, uh, it is um, a long time learning process. And now that she's 20 months, I, I feel more and more comfortable with this. But at the beginning, it was really hard to me, honestly, to, to, to live the life uh, with her rules, with her programs, <laughs> because it's not me on the first place anymore, but her. <laughs> And, uh, but now, now we are good. We are really good. And I really started to enjoy this new, new, new type of life. And I, I planning my, my program so differently. Everything is around her now. Mm. <laughs> she is a <the> lucky one. <laughs> but you know, I have time to live my life and create myself. And I still have. It's just 
the time um, is is more precious now because when you are alone, you have plenty of time doing whatever you want and being creative whenever you want. But now you have like four hours until the the granny uh, <laughs> looks after the baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have to be more um, conscious with your timing and programming and your time in general. And this is a big, big lesson to me. And this is good. It's something really different that I experienced before. And the love, the love that I feel for her, it's, it's, you cannot measure to any love you can feel for a man. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you, you, really, you fell mm-hmm. so much in love into your baby. Maybe it's also a chemical thing because, you know, when you do the breastfeeding and, and all those hormones come into your, your, your body, it just makes you fell so deeply in love with her so she can do anything uh, you will you will you're going to love her even you don't sleep one and a half years it's okay (laughs) Mm. Uh, did uh, motherhood change uh, your connection to your body and the way how you feel it and dance you mentioned that you had a push uh, earlier than you had uh, this health issues but uh, uh, regarding pregnancy you were dancing till the uh, very um, like uh, end of your (laughs) pregnancy and uh, uh, how easy it was to, or did you actually feel any difference or difficulties after you uh, gave birth to, to come back to active dancing in terms of physical, like feeling yes. your body? Yes, I felt really hard to start again. I, uh, in dance, I made three months fully um, break mm-hmm. uh, with costume snow. It was no great, <laughs> but with that, yes. And I, uh, so as I was breastfeeding her one and a half years, it re- really needed most of my my power and energy. And um, uh, I felt like my muscles are not the same anymore, and I couldn't raise my legs for this very so not very high, <laughs> and. Uh, and you know, it, it, I, I get back very slowly my power, but I see so many dancers who who dancing few weeks after giving birth, just like they did before, and I couldn't do this. <laughs> I'm not that type. Maybe maybe because I I really I wasn't really young when when I gave a birth, and it may be the age takes a little bit longer to to recover, I guess. But I I'm totally okay with my body although it's not the same like it was before but um, I don't complain because I feel I feel satisfied with what I have um, the thing is that I I, um, I I had 22 kilograms overweight with the pregnancy yes <laughs> so it was like too much uh, tiramisu and cookies all the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't the baby, but the tiramisu I can blame for. And uh, it's time until my skin um, um, goes back to its place. Mm. 
Well, it's but also... I don't mind. It's uh-huh. worthy. She's she is awesome. So yeah, it was worth the wait. Well, it's also highly individual, so I was just curious about your experience uh, because it's uh, uh, one of those topics is just we can talk about each other's experience, but everyone will have different one. If you had a chance right now to meet yourself back in the past uh, when you uh, just got pregnant and if you had a chance to give yourself some kind of tip or suggestion or advice, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be don't gain weight in the first three months because you wouldn't gain weight in the first three months. (laughs) So I... Really, I followed my. Uh, I mean, I eat. I ate a lot. It was. It would be the only advice I would give to myself. I think everything was good in a way that I did, but I. I was really into sweets and desserts at the first three months of my pregnancy. <laughs> so I wouldn't do that again. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well. A sweet treat. And before I and before I wasn't left. I didn't like the sweets and, and the desserts before. It was it was just my daughter made me to 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 longing for desserts all the time. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. Like I'm really a big sweet lover, so I can only imagine <laughs> when my time comes what it will be like. <laughs> okay. We'll no, keep in I mind was more like a snack a, a salty snack person before. But when she, when I got pregnant with her, all the time I wanted to have cakes and cookies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing and carving time for this interview and conversation. I really, really appreciate. And uh, um, I also know that we didn't even touch such a huge, important topic of your activities as a dance costume. And uh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's topic yeah, for maybe, another, I guess. Maybe next time we, we should do a, a topic for, for the dance customs and the yeah, dance I can, fashion. Yeah, it's also exciting topic. I can only encourage right now our listeners to go and check actually your costume designs because they are as unusual as your dance style and as unique <laughs> and special. Uh, so uh, definitely worth checking out and taking a look. They're absolutely awesome and gorgeous. And, uh, oh, thank you, Iana. <laughs> uh, can you please share with our listeners where they can uh, sort of follow you or uh, if you have any upcoming workshops or anything that you want to, to let them know and that they can meet you in person maybe somewhere uh, or any of your favorite social medias to share your dance activities? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm not very... Um social media person. I mean, I don't have blog or blog or, or, or online classes. I'm very retro in this way, indeed. <laughs> but uh, uh, the next festival, um, which really I love to be a part of uh, for, I don't know, nine years or seven, they, they invited me all the time, it's the, the um, Belly Shore. Belly Shore Dance uh, Festival in Spain, Hain, organized by Alika. And it's more like a dance lab. It's about creativity and, um, and uh, artistic development. So we 
the really all the teachers are amazing. One of them uh, is Carolina Fonseca from Alvin Ailey Dance School, Camon, who is, by the way, one of the best GC dancers. And uh, she and 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 also Alika and all the beautiful Spanish dancers are working hard on on personal artist development and very active uh, classes, uh, which is uh, really cares about the person itself. So it's kind of unique. It's not like you you go to a festival and and learn a choreography, but uh, you get what you really need. And uh, I'm going to teach there and perform there in March, which is uh, the National Women's Day, so easy to to remember, 8th of March, uh, this festival. And yeah, this is it. And the Nature Dance Program in Budapest for now, and hopefully later abroad as well. Mm. Well, anyway, I will make sure to include links in the show notes to, uh, to your online presence and hopefully people can either contact you for more information or find some information already uh, available there. Sounds like an exciting, exciting event. <laughs> and just to summarize our interview, um, if you listen to any previous episodes, you probably know that we have our signature question that I ask everyone, regardless of our topic of conversation and you're free to interpret it in your own way because we kind of talk that a belly dance uh, uh, as a belly dance itself maybe not your main focus right now so again you're free to interpret it in your own way but the question is what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years or keep having its elements in your dance activities for so many years <laughs> Femininity and the accept of my femininity, and the, and that I am brave enough to express my inner woman. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is my time to time puts me back to to belly dance because. Um, we are kind of living the life very strong, hard. Um, we are working and raising children, and and we have no time and no space in our life to be just a woman, a very water-like energy, beautiful, soft woman that life maybe doesn't let us to be but at the belly dance class we can be and this is kind of balancing this um, very feminine and, and, and hard fighting uh, female society that we live now and that's it for today guys but before you go away don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends and if you post it on social media please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast thanks for being with us and i'll see you next week same time same place